Hi, Honeymooners. Natasha and I are coming to a city near you. And we'd love you to come see us and support us doing live stand-up comedy. As for me, I'm going to be going to the Comedy Club on State in Madison this very weekend for five shows. I love that club. I'd love to see you there. I'll also be at the Troubadour for the Netflix is a Joke Festival on May the 12th. That's just one night, one show, just me. But Natasha and I are going to be doing a live Endless Honeymoon podcast taping for the Netflix is a Joke Festival on the 4th of May. Then I'm going to the Punchline in Philadelphia. That's in July. Would love to see you there. I'm going to be going to the Punchline in Sacramento in August. And I'll be going to the DC Improv uh, the weekend before the election, before we figure out what hell we hath wrought. Come see me at any of those dates. Oh, yeah, one more. I'll be at the Bell House in New York on July the 11th. I'd love to see you there, New York City. Natasha, you got anything? Why don't you come see me in Brea? If you live in Orange County, I think that's Orange County. I don't even know, but come to Brea. I'll be there in April. I'll also be at the Chicago Improv in April. And if you can't see me in Chicago, why don't you come to Tempe in May? Tempe, Arizona. I'll also be in Boston, but that's not till October. I think I might take the summer off. Go to NatashaLegero.com. Or MosheCasher.com. And get some tickets. To see the both of us. And also make sure that you come to our Patreon-supported Dinner party this Sunday. That is on St. Patrick's Day. What else are you doing? It is a dumb holiday. I'm sorry. If you are not yet a member of the tier that gets you into the dinner parties, go ahead and upgrade. Upgrade that. You could downgrade afterwards. I mean, we don't have real rules. Order your corned beef and cabbage from the local pub. DoorDash that shit to your house. Yep. Log on. 6 p.m. Come mess with us. It's a really great way. Pacific. To connect to the community of the Endless Honeymoon Podcast and also to connect to your lovely hosts. Welcome to the Endless Honeymoon Podcast. I'm in shorts. I'm wearing shorts for the first time on the podcast. It's a podcast exclusive, exclusive. Is that that a big deal for you to wear shorts? I don't know how men don't wear skirts all day. I wouldn't wear a skirt because of its connotations. You know what I'm saying? No, what? I don't want to be mistaken for, you know, a Scottish warrior. You know what I'm saying? Do you think a Highlander. They, do you think those Highlanders have like some like um, biking short briefs underneath there? What do they got? I think or is, the, or is, the, is the point to let it flap? I believe traditionally you let the dong flong. Okay. I believe that that's part of, that's what haggis is. Um, but but I, I think that probably these days, because the primary place that you'll see a kilt these days is, I hate to admit it, at Burning Man, mm. it'll either be at a at a, uh, a, a funeral for um, British aristocracy or it'll be a utila kilt. I'm also wearing cool sandals uh, from Viba, it's the clearly, Finnish company. It's clearly the si- a sign of the future. What is? The skirt? Men wearing skirts. Why wouldn't they do that? You mean because of that? the progressive values or because it's getting hotter? It's hot out. It's just a superior. It's just so easy and comfortable. I'm wearing shorts. And I just want to point that out again. I hear, I, I see them, honey. They yeah, look I'm wearing really shorts. Really good on you. Does it look good? I mean, every time I wear skimpy clothes like this, people uh, make fun of how hairy I am. Which is mm. like, why is that kind of body shaming okay? You know, why is it funny to say like, oh, are you do you have a marmot on both legs? Oh, look, oh, Jubaka over here. You know what I mean? Mm. Why is that cool? But if is I is it cool? Yeah, well, isn't there's an anti-body shaming um, movement in the country, right? Mm-hmm. There's all kinds of body positivity, different 
bodies in lingerie and stuff sports illustrated uh, showing not traditionally sports illustrated swimsuit edition style bodies in this swimsuit edition stuff like that and i'm all for it but then i put some shorts on because it's 92 degrees in los angeles to go walk the walk the picket line and i come to do my podcast and you're sitting there calling me a, like a stupid dirty hairy weasel is what you're calling me you're trying to get like a bic sponsorship or something no i'm not why would i want a bic sponsor you know bic does make surfboards though do you know that no they make pens razors and surfboards wow cool is our guest here oh snap this is a big day maybe we can ask her what oh, she yeah. thinks of my shorts okay we can also ask her what she thinks um well we've got a big update my problem we've got a big update right tosh yeah or a, maybe a medium update we don't actually even know if it's a if it's an update but you may know her from the television program called saturday night live you may know her from her wonderful stand-up comedy you may know her as sarah squirm or sarah sherman she could be either one to be honest and she's with us today via zoom i'm looking at myself in the uh camera and I am, it is really intense how hairy I am. <laughs> I mean, I'm seeing what the shamers are, are, are on about. Because uh, it's really, it's a lot to take in. I, I think that, see now, if I were you, I wouldn't do hair on legs plus toes. What do you mean plus? T- My toes I, aren't that hairy. They're regular. I know, but <clears throat> toes are a lot. Hair is a lot. What if you covered your toes and then had your legs, you know, doing their thing? Oh, she's not here? Bring her in. We're trying to get we're trying to get her opinion. Yeah, I'm looking at it right because it didn't. It, I wasn't on the monitor until we were about to bring our guest in, and yeah, it's it's a it's a lot it's a lot to deal with. I mean, it's a lot to take in for sure. Well, here's Sarah. Hello. In, uh, hi, Sarah. <laughs> Can Told, you hear us? Oh, you, hey guys. Hey, Sarah. Can I ask you a question just right off the right off the top here? <laughs> Oh, we're going? Yeah, going. it's on right now. Yeah. Okay. It on. doesn't okay, have okay. to be. Yeah. I don't know. I, I yeah, want to talk we, about your cute bedroom in the background or whatever's oh, happening. Oh, I was just thinking because <laughs> I logged on and you guys have like a whole zone. And I was like, well, I look like shit. This looks like shit. No, you've got like no, a little creature cute. zone. <laughs> Can I ask you, Sarah, right I'm, off the I'm top? My body to, yeah, go. Right off the top, we would like to know. Uh, in what ways you don't support the strikes? No, that's not my question. <laughs> right off the top, as you, as we came on your monitor, because we were having a conversation before you came on, uh, did you yeah. think, wow, there's a lot of body hair happening? Like, did that enter into your mind at all? Were you like, whoa? The first thing I thought was the gorgeous Beverly Hills wallpaper. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Moshe? The wallpaper upstages even your hairy legs. Well, because I'm doing a different thing here, Sarah, which is I was like, I think I'm going to try shorts this week. Oh, I I don't wear shorts because of my body hair. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I, I would never. Uh, so, it's so good to see you. How are you? I'm good. You guys are so cool. Yeah. You're so cool. And we've so been true, watching though. you on SNL. You're killing it. You're, is it hard to not crack up? Like, is that, is that, is that a stupid question? Cause that's I do a great feel question. Natasha, that's a hard hitting question. <laughs> I would say it's not stupid at all because in fact, actually I'm so stricken with fear still. Mm. So it's like, I'm not, there's no, I'm not cracking up because I'm like made of, marble and stone standing there right because also i laugh when i'm nervous 
you know, and I want to, I, I would just feel like it would, that would just seems like that would be one of the hardest things. It's so funny, sir, because you seem uh, on the show and on stage, I would say your primary characteristic is like I- insane confidence. And so you're saying it's all a lie. It's all fully a sham. <laughs> that is so funny to hear. Really, It really is like not even in a fishing way, just because it's like, I, I it, it makes me feel like good at my job, I guess. Like, oh, okay. So I can like, you know, if you went and got surgery and the doctor was like shaking with fear, you'd be like, oh, okay. Well, you're not good at your job. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you mentioned surgery because uh, looking at my legs in this camera, I am oh actually God. considering laser hair removal. <laughs> so can that- you imagine? I've done it. Have I you really? It. I like literally, I'm uh, as. I'm 100% Jewish, Long Island, born and raised. Hell yeah. Every, like, every single hair in my body is a pubic hair. <laughs> I was like, why don't I, ex- <laughs> why don't I experiment with laser and see what happens? Just, let's like, you know, fuck around, let's see what happens. Yeah. It works. Uh, yeah. But that- did you have to like drive somewhere or take like two trains like seven times? No, my girl Donna in Brooklyn is fucking amazing. And every time she has me on the table, she's like, come on, let me do your asshole. Wait, Wait, you just have a girl Donna? It's not Dr. Donna? It's just some lady you know from New York who wants to touch your butthole? It's literally Donna from Canarsie. (laughs) Dude, let Donna touch your asshole. You don't don't want to... Touch it up a little bit? Everyone says that it doesn't even hurt the asshole because it's like the skin is like weirdly tough you know where it can <laughs> it takes a, a long no the review. hairs are, are fine on your asshole but the problem is the hot wax you want to make sure that it's she's not cooling wax this it. is laser oh right i've got my asshole waxed before i don't natasha, know natasha <laughs> where is this coming sarah what are well, you bringing out of natasha right now we she, she would never discuss this with me she went to her zone. She heard pubic hair all over the body and she was taken back to that place. That's like beautiful. Donna from Canarsie really brings out like a lot of openness. And I think that's really a gorgeous thing. Where, I would I, I would want to get you guys on her table. She's a she's a treat. I wonder where I would do where I would do the hair removal. I have so much it would be like why bother? Like that would be my primary thing. Like why I did get laser once though. And well, it wasn't about hair. Can I be now that we're being like kind of open and uh, kind of, yeah, I had like a for a long time. And in fact, it was when I first started dating Natasha, I had a wart on my neck and it was like, you ever have a, a an, if you ever have an external wart, your whole every waking moment, you are like, everyone is looking at me and thinks that I'm disgusting. I am wart. I, totally. Hear me, hear me bump. So I got, I, I, I tried to have it removed so many different times in so many different ways and then finally i was like i'm gonna get it lasered off it worked though well hold on i went to get it lasered <laughs> off and it they zapped it it hurt like fu- it really hurt my i guess wart skin is not as tough as asshole skin Ew. and uh and i went i had a show that night and i this is a gross story why but sarah no, you're kind of gross no, you're no. Keep going. no 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 i haven't gotten to the gross part yet <laughs> So I, 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 I had a show that night. I, I got through the pain of the wart itself, the zapping. And then I went to the show. I remember it was at the Mint in Santa Monica. Uh, and and, uh, and I, I, I went into the bathroom 
and I it had grown into this like giant goiterish bump. Blood a blood boil. Oh yeah, right? something like. But it wasn't dark like a blood boil. <laughs> it was like skin colored. Oh. But I had like a big old lump, and I went and I touched it, and it like br- fully burst. I mean, and I Ew. was like just seeping bursted bump and uh, uh, liquid and i had to go on stage like like immediately oh. but i hadn't known the bump was there or i would have like just canceled the show so i i had a scarf and i like really wrapped it up and i went and i performed in the scarf and i remember that afterward the scarf was like like attached to my body by oh. it was really a, a nasty kind of situation why are you what? saying this? I don't know. It felt like fun. I don't. Sarah and Donna kind of bring this out of both of us. Donna, well, like, Donna from Canarsie. Blood. It was something else. It was like body, body water. <laughs> totally. Okay. So, uh, I got. Um, I got my. Um, I got my earwax sucked out today. Oh, cool. <laughs> Have you guys done that? I will do that. If, is it Donna? <laughs> <laughs> No, but like basically that was kind of a vibe. He was like, "Are you gonna hope you write one of your skits about those?" <laughs> he, did, he did one of those. Wait, tell oh me about God. it. What did they use? Wait, have you guys never gotten earwax removed? No, I. But I, I use have, Q-tips all the time. Q-tips are bad. They push it in. And I've been thinking about getting one of those like Amazon. Uh, yeah, shame on you. Uh, one of those Amazon spring coil things that they say pops it out. But how do you do it? What did they do? He put a tiny little vacuum in and it really hurt. Mm. Guys, seriously. Wait, are we supposed to like, are Q-tips <laughs> a lie? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> they, they push it in. Yeah, Q- They push the shit back in. Mm-hmm. But that's what Q-tips are for. So are they... Are, that's not what they're for. What are they for? They're for like... I, what are they for? They're for your ears. No, they're not though. Yeah, they are. They've become known as an ear thing and they're not. They're, known, they're for like taking a small amount of makeup off. I think they write on the package like, ha ha, not for ears because they got in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> ha ha. It's funny. We're do talking- you guys want to see what came out of my ear today? I for sure do. Yeah. Um, yeah. I definitely okay, do. And hopefully. Natasha, what the fuck? It looks like ticks. Sarah, 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 Sarah. I'll hold it far away. So Stop it. Sarah, prof- new profile pic for oh, Tinder. My God. <laughs> wait they they just why can you hear I better don't know. can you hear yes. better really literally yes that's incredible i'm doing it how much was it that's a more of a more to the judaism point. free because it was a doctor oh it was free wait moshe yes. if you do it can you please never show me what what comes out can i send it to you sarah <laughs> 100%. just in like on some jewish solidarity uh, um <laughs> Okay, well, we have some calls. Oh, yeah, we got some calls. Are you interested at all in um, taking some advice calls? Oh, my God, this is fun. Yes. It seems like you would be good at it. You want to go through some? I would be horrible. Let's go. (laughs) Everything that yours is, it's all going to be like a kind of disgusting beauty treatment. It's like, no matter what the question is, it's like, my brother recently, I think, is sleeping with my husband. You're like, I would suggest a colonic. I feel like that's what you need. Hey, Tosh. Yeah, Mosh. You know what season this is? What? Freaking wedding season. Ooh, j'adore. And you know what don't door <laughs> Is when, yo, you want to go to this party, you're going to see all a bunch of old friends, but you want to keep that shit tight and you don't know how to do it. Well, we got a suggestion for you. How about Honey Love Shapewear? Shapewear. J'adore. 
What did you say? J'adore twice. <laughs> J'adore again. Did you say j'adorent? J'adorent. <laughs> j'adorent door. Listen, when talking about shapewear, Honey Love's best-selling super power short is my go-to. It has targeted compression technology. And if you've never tried compression technology, it is amazing. Actually, Moshe, the funny thing is the first time I've ever had compression yeah. as an outfit is your mom gave me compression socks. And yeah, it was this classic. like crazy feeling and I had never and then when I got like the little boy shorts it, it's it's a well, pretty amazing the superpower short distinguishes between areas that you want more support in and areas where you need less compression they've got this signature X which targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves it's designed to work with your body not against it they also have body suits with 360 degrees bonded compression that smooths your tummy and hips, built-in bus support, lifts without underwire, hate underwire, and shapewear that's comfortable. Yes, you heard that right. Honey Love is as easy to put on as it is to take off, and shapewear should not be hard. Their products make you look good and feel good, whether it's for a wedding, it's wedding season, an event, or an everyday boost of confidence, Honey Love is the perfect plus one. Treat yourself to the best shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com with the code HONEYMOON. Use code HONEYMOON at honeylove.com. Okay, this is going to blow your fucking mind, Sarah. You're not going to be able to deal with this, to be honest. Okay, we are about to call Sarah. 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 We're going to call Sarah. (laughs) In Madison, Wisconsin. Is that crazy? It's blowing my fucking mind that, wide open right that now. It's so cr- two Sarahs on one podcast. That's like it's hard to hard to really wrap your brain around. So okay, Sarah in Madison. Here she Madison comes. Madison is forty five minutes from my hometown of Rockford, Illinois. Hey, Sarah. Sarah. Hello. Hey, how are you? Oh, oh, great, great. You, you, we've got Sarah Sherman here, and her name's Sarah too. And I don't know, have you ever had any <laughs> laser hair removal or earwax removed? No. Okay. Well, I thought this could I'm be. Open. A- I'm open though. Okay, great. We, we've got a wow, guy. Wow, I guess I'm the circus freak of the family. <laughs> of the family. Uh, <laughs> Natasha? Uh, yeah, how can we help you, Sarah? Well, I'm a huge fan of all of you. Sarah, I, you are coming to Madison soon, and I have tickets. <gasps> and oh, my God. Thank you. I'm so <laughs> excited. You're so weird and perfect. Um, <laughs> Mocha, me and my spouse just drove down to Chicago because you wouldn't come to Madison. I will come to Madison. It's been years. You know, I will come to Madison. I've been trying to get my agent to get me a gig there. And they said that fucking Sarah Sherman keeps hogging all the weeks. They they (laughs) said there's great clubs there. It's a great great club. club. But they said specifically that Sarah um, got my week there canceled so that she could actually. This is like a weird competition thing happening. It's a little bit intense. They were like, yeah, Sarah keeps selling 20 tickets. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but those are my 20 people. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, you came to the show in Chicago at the uh, at the at old. The that was a good that was a darn darn tootin good time. I it la- was so funny. I haven't laughed so hard in forever. Like I it was very it was like I thought I was going to be sore the next day. So. I love it. I love it. Um, yeah. All right. Well, how can we help? Well, when I saw that Sarah was going to be on the show, I was like, I'm going to have to call in with this question because I have a weirdo kid. Laura said that I could like show some pictures if you want to see. <laughs> yeah, we've been looking um, at pictures the whole podcast. <laughs> oh, weird. Okay. Um, so, um, Do you want to see some pictures of Sarah's kids? Because <laughs> she has a big to show you. <laughs> Do you have, wait, do you have kids? 
Uh, yeah, the doctor pulled some crazy shit out of my no. earwax this morning, and I had to legally adopt. Sure. So. <laughs> You're <a> congrats. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, so my child started getting to SFX makeup when they were like <gasps> nine, and it started out weird, and it's got weirder. She goes to school dressed like crazy. Um, I can mm. show some pictures. I can just explain it. She did one that was like called the fear of holes and it was like holes all over her face. And so she's very like abstract. I'm like, I'm an artist, but like she, I do not, I, I buy supplies, but I don't like, she's not open to ideas. So, uh, she'll, she went to school for the career day in fifth grade as an FS. SFX makeup artist, but it just was a big black eye. And I was like, they're all going to think I punched you. So she's just (laughs) constantly pushing it. Um, So I guess like now that she's like coming out of the pandemic and in, um, in middle school, just out of middle school, it's been rough. Like, and I feel like artists are so sensitive and I'm always curious of like how this affects your mental health. She struggled a little bit. I mean, she's in middle school. That's like, you know, an impossible period of time anyway. But like, what helps you like as her mom, like her dad always thinks that I'm just too supportive (laughs) of her crazy hobbies. So um, but she goes to school. She dresses like this. She'll have like streaming blood down her face. Like every day or is it like on Fridays when what? Twice a week. Twice a week. week. Why twice a week? Why? How does she choose? She's a genius. (laughs) She just says it's too much work every day. This is interesting. Yeah. And so is your question basically how do you um, support a a weird artsy child? Yeah. And like, what's the line between like creative and fun and like mental health breakdown? (laughs) Like, (laughs) like when do I because for a while I was like, oh, this is just crazy. And then later I'm like, oh, she's struggling with depression. Maybe she's been trying to tell me all this time. And I was like, like, I don't know, all of you as artists and creatives probably are familiar with that space of you know, like creativity, but Sarah, your work, when I saw you were coming on here, I'm like, you must know this landscape. Well, she sounds like a genius. Also, she's already catapulting down a viable career path, which is like, that's a real job and she's going to be amazing at it. And they have a union and she will be employed in as a special effects artist when she grows up and she sounds like a genius. And I went to school wearing hoop skirts and bonnets. Because <laughs> you needed attention? I needed attention more than you could possibly. I was a bottomless pit of attention needing. And there is there's gotta so be funny. some like, group of kids that you don't know about. Like I literally was doing plays in the basement of the public library. Like there are kids like that. It's just it's hard. There it is a little group for her. And it might my group was they hung out at the library. Okay, I'm proud to say it. That's cool. That's, That's amazing. You guys are kind of like it must have been kind of intimidating to the other kids in the neighborhood. Like, oh, those are the library kids. I don't don't, think, I don't, think don't fuck with the, don't fuck with those guys. That's the library crew kind of a thing. Okay, I I have a question. What's yeah. going What's going on in her life that's bad or not working? What's What's the problem? Yeah. So when she was in um, 
on online school, which I think we should have taken her out of, she was the only one that would keep her camera on. It'd be all black screens. Well, yeah, no her. shit she'd keep her camera on. She was wearing Freddy Krueger makeup. Like, what's the <laughs> point of keeping it dark? <laughs> totally. I mean, this what you said, Sarah, was like about needing attention, 100% her. And I don't think mm. that's like a bad thing, right? Like, I think about what you say all the time, Natasha, about how she, how like we need to support girls and like going after what they want and not being afraid of it. But now that I'm seeing it, I'm like, holy cow, it's weird. Like, Right. If she was a boy, people would be like, it's Tim Burton. It's the next, <laughs> you know, m- movie franchise auteur. Oh, but it's a girl. They're like, she seems sad. <laughs> I, yeah. Well, you- but then middle school, like, because she's queer, she got like kind of um, harassed at school. And there was like a lot of the boys, I think, had spent a lot of time online looking at porn at like you know 12 year olds and like they kind of came into adolescence just computer games and porn and then went back to school and we finally changed her school because I finally realized like oh maybe there's something going on here with this dark 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 because I'm like why is it never fun like why don't you ever do the fun version of these outfits anyway we switched her school And she was having like panic attacks and like fainting in school. And it was just like, it was kind of rough. So we changed her school and things got a lot better. Is it possible she fainted because she looked in the mirror and her own makeup was so terrifying (laughs) that she just immediately got the vapors? She totally terrified herself. (laughs) That's very possible. I have yeah. a I have a thought here. So, oh, Sarah, yeah. I was also curious. Like, as you were a bonnet lady and library girl, <laughs> mm-hmm. like, what were mm-hmm. your how was your, what was your parents' reaction to it? Like, how did they how did they respond to it? My parents, unfortunately, were like medically supportive, like supportive to like even a fault. <laughs> oh, oh, like oh, I oh. would, and I, you know what I mean. Like, it was like a nuclear level support like they would like pay for a therapist to also tell you that you were doing a great job or something no what do you mean medical similarly to your kid like i would do paintings in art class whereas like me with a butcher knife or like a baby that had a pacifier that was a severed thumb and my parents are like this is awesome (laughs) so i never like thought that was weird necessarily but i also didn't like grow up with the internet but do you think that's a problem? Because I feel like that's how I am. Her dad like balances out a little bit. Because whenever I see anything, I'm like, let me get my camera. I want to like take pictures of you and like have you pose. Can we she, see a like, pic? Yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to share. You have to let me. Oh, screen share. share? Oh, you're gonna screen share while we're doing all the technology available on Zoom. Yeah. Can you, Laura? Can you allow her to to share screen? This is gonna be real fun. So let's see. I'm obsessed. This all sounds amazing to me. Am I insane? No. Yeah, I am. The thing (laughs) is, I I think Sarah's really on to something here, which is like, you know, I wanted attention desperately too when I was in middle school, but I did it by becoming addicted to drugs and going to rehab. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like the idea that the idea that what Sarah's saying is, oh my God, she is (laughs) so cool. (laughs) Yeah. Superstar. I mean, yeah, it's. This was when I was like, can you please try Like she had done this. She went to school like this. And I was like, does it always have to be so dark? And so. Does she have friends at school or are are there, are there, does she have like one other friend or someone else who's. She used to have like one friend and we switched her school and now she's found friends. 
But this was the next day after I asked her if she would go like a little brighter and happier. I mean, <laughs> not only like, does she not only does she have friends at school, she's friends with all the spirits that still live in the school, uh, uh, all of the the children that have perished in that school over the years. I mean, this person <laughs> that you that you have created is like the coolest. I mean, the coolest person I maybe have ever seen. And I'm like, a hundred percent. I mean, what? This is a genius. (laughs) I don't. My my kingdom for my daughter showing me that she's interested in something so specific. And what Sarah said, so lucrative. Like every kid in middle school wants attention and is lost. Your kid is a little bit, uh, you're saying maybe struggling with depression, but she's not lost. She's like fully uh, already on her path. Like to me, that's such a wild gift like all you have to do in my uh, in my opinion here is support her through these di- who's not depressed in middle co- in, in middle school i mean it's awful and, and Espe- I, I, yeah especially when you're a weird kid it's you're always going to be fucking feeling depressed she should be depressed people are not understanding what a genius she is and it's like all you got to do is support her through these like four or five years she's already like it's already a foregone conclusion that she's cooler than every single one of the people oh, that are. Ma- I mean, really no, but it's not. I mean, it's not even sweet. She's going to well, end we up. We live in the Midwest. You so, you not, know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I, the bad news is she's not going to be living there for long. I mean, I hate well, to break that to you. She's leaving Wisconsin. And I'll, I'll leave you with this. Um, you know, if you ever, I, I, I listened to um, Jeffrey Dahmer's parents being interviewed <laughs> on Charlie Rose <laughs> when I was doing research for my book. And the one thing the parents said is, uh, I really regret not talking to him more (laughs) and like asking him like what was up. So I think is like, you know, you being there, being around, engaging, not, you know, also giving her space, you know, but being there as a presence, I I think that's like all you can really do. This just feels like a total gift to me that this person who people at this age are so incapable of saying here is who I am. This is who I am. And she's just going. Actually, no. This is who I am. I may. I am not just like. And I it am, might change. I, I, she's saying I am a VFX uh, a supervisor in in the making. I, and I think that to the degree that you support her through that, she's going to thrive. Sarah, any thoughts? Well, just, there are kids. Yeah, just <laughs> they're like both her. named Sarah, so oh, they both so started. Sorry. I know it's my fault. <laughs> Sarah, if it ever felt, if it ever gets too dark, like what you do, like how do you handle, like. You, you just have to take it one way? one day at a time. And if you thought something was inappropriate, you know, maybe you need to like bring it up with her. But if not, or I, I don't know. I, guess I don't think so. Squirm, what do you think? How about that? There we go. <laughs> Truly, like you have so many feelings when you're that age. And I had so many feelings. And then I met this uh, girl, Ilana, in my art class who was making woodcut uh, like stamps of Marilyn Manson. May he rest. Um, <laughs> he died. He's canceled. Oh, he got canceled. Okay. And then he rests in the graveyard of cancellation. <laughs> you know, there is like, and that was like the, you know, there are kids just like her, and sh- like you know, maybe even just like helping her curate experiences where she can be around kids that are just like her. Like mm. that was just, like everything to me. Mm-hmm. If you can you find know? a camp or any kind of special class or or an incantation or some <laughs> sort of uh, sacrificial ceremony, I mean, I I think that with with and support her social endeavors, I guess she is telling you, and you already know this. She's telling you so obviously, hey, look at me, I'm an artist. I mean, that's that that's and is she 
might she's so young i'm fin- thinking she might be a great artist so so with that kind of thing comes darkness it's kind of part and parcel is it and so like there is gonna she is gonna be experimenting with weird the weirder shit i mean but that is what art is in a way is like dancing with what that is and so i think i guess what i if i if my daughter uh, was showing that kind of thing i would think all i can do is support her through these years of insecurity and get her to her destiny and i think you're probably it sounds to me like you're already well on your way to doing that she sounds like she has a great mom too Aww. All right. Well, Thanks. good good luck, Miss Sarah. And um, hopefully, you know, you can be an inspiration to and, her. And collect that Oscar money. <laughs> Although the bad news is by the time she wins an Oscar, nobody's going to be watching it. It's going to be nobody's even going to be watching movies anymore. We're all going to be uh, pure, purely uh, focusing on prank videos on TikTok. But <laughs> I think she'll I think she's got an Academy Award coming her way. All right. Well, good luck, honey. Thanks. Hey, Tosh. Yeah, Mosh. You know, I'm a sober guy, right? Yeah. I'm always looking for something fun to drink. And the other day, we were at our favorite grocery store, Ralph's. <laughs> and we we're looking through the uh, the beverages, and I grabbed a smooth can of hop water. I tried the blood orange, and it was super good. It felt beer-ish, but it didn't have that non-alcoholic beer flavor. It was like the kind of thing you want to sip with a good meal. It, it was, was so good. pretty amazing. It's a non-alcoholic sparkling hop water crafted with adaptogens. I love adaptogens and nootropics. I need nootropics in my life. It's H-O-P-W-T-R, hop water. It's purposely crafted without calories, carbs, or sugars. I love that it makes me feel good after drinking it. No bloat, no hangover. Trust us, hop water is the perfect beverage to enjoy all summer long, and we know you'll love it too. Right now, we've got a special offer for our listeners, 20% off your first purchase. It's and way cheaper than that expensive grocery store we found it at, though, too, which was not Ralph's. It was not. Right now, special deal, 20% off your first purchase, plus get free shipping when you order 24 cans or more. To get this offer, just go to our special URL, H-O-P. WTR hopwater.com slash honeymoon. Don't wait. Order today. Go now to hopwtr.com slash honeymoon. Have it for your guests waiting. To me, that was such an interesting gift. And I can, I guess I can understand the concern, but it's like kids, so many people are so lost and have no identity that the, the, the I, I dream of the day my kid comes home and it's like hey here's who i am and it's fucking whether it's weird or not i'm like show me did she say she has friends yeah she has friends now right i don't think that's any problem as long as you have friends if you don't have friends it's a little weird listen is it a little concerning that she goes to school with flesh tears and a (laughs) uh, victorian gown i mean sure i guess i would as a parent be like is my kid okay but i think it's that that's pretty cool and you were doing it you were in bonnets I like didn't I mean I didn't want to show like I have like a little like sculpture of like a dead baby with severed arms and like a human <laughs> heart with intestines like attached to it and I was like I'm not gonna get into that right now. Also like I do believe that the internet will be our eternal damnation, but it like if I was her age on the internet, like that that's how like those weird internet kids find each other. You know what I mean? Like, oh my God, cool blood tears. Like check out my horns or whatever. Can you imagine how lonely it used to be to be the <laughs> one goth in like uh rural Ohio and you just couldn't <laughs> right. uh, what what do you do? Write into Goth magazine weekly and just I'm looking for friends in the in the cornfields up here. Someone come bring some fish nets. 
But going out and having fun and going to the coffee shop or we would go to Aunt Mary's and dip French fries into gravy and then hang out in the parking lot. Like that's much different when you're that age than just sitting in your room like communicating online. I don't know. It's kind of depressing. Yeah, but when you're a weirdo in middle school, it's like I wish I could transmit mentally to every weirdo in, in middle school. Like you don't get it. Like you're a dork now. But you are gu- guaranteed going to be a cooler adult than the people making fun of you. Like it's already happened, but you just can't see it from inside. All you can see is like, you know that that, that, that guy's so cool. The, the the guy with the with the with the crew cut hair and the and the leather jacket. Like that's the guy. But that guy is going to be like straight up having a heart attack from cocaine overuse by the time he's forty two, and you're going to be like on the front of Harper's Bazaar. Isn't it like cool to be weird now? I guess it maybe is. I didn't even like know about. I didn't even like know about weird crap when I was because it's like how was I supposed to know about weird crap on Long Island? Didn't they have weird crap on Long Island? I mean, you were so close to Manhattan. Yeah, but Long Island is like Basic Central. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah, kind of like it is. It's a prison. Oh really? Mm -hmm. Is it beautiful? um, Oh, not where I'm from. So it's not like all on like a beautiful like sound or something. You just like the idea of the island? <laughs> well, I've never really been there or spent time there, but it's such a popular place. I've so. spent time there. It was really a nice couple of weeks when my dad died. Mm. So my dad died in Long Island. That was really kind of nice. That's my, my, my fondest memory of Long Island. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've been to the Hamptons. Uh, the Hamptons are nice. Well, see, the island is very long. It, it is doesn't quite... get its name from nowhere. <laughs> and so there are parts that are like beautiful. But where I came from, not. It is not beautiful. Well, I do love... Of, oh, what were you going to say? There's a lot of parking lots. Oh, that's not good. I was just going to say, I really admire that your parents were so supportive of you and it helped you have a great life. Because as a mother of a child, I'm always thinking, like, how can I... How can I have a kid like you How, you're always thinking we always talk about that every every shabbat Maybe it's to be encouraging sarah every shabbat when we light the candles we say how can we have a girl like sarah every single I, i'm telling you we've got you're on our vision board i mean i so related to you by the way because my mom was the exact same way i would say supportive to a, a degree that felt i would say almost abusive it just like didn't quite make sense like she was just like i i she she was i would say supportive of us to a degree that we got the impression that not only would be it would it be okay if we came out it would be like extremely preferred like she asked us i would say every six months she's like are you are you gay yet and we'd be like no mom still not so i totally related like every choice we made everything we did was yes it was good it was love and i think that's that's good it's better than the alternative did your parents both of your parents like that you were comedians my, I couldn't have done something that my mom didn't like to this day. <laughs> like, I, I swear to God, like she would have been as excited if I started Amazon or it was a, or the only thing I couldn't do. There was only two rules in my house. Uh, no tattoos and no joining the military. Those, that was truly the only thing that could have disappointed her. My mom was very confused when I told her I was a comedian. She just couldn't quite wrap and I think I, I did it in a period of not speaking to her for like maybe eight months or something. And she just was like very confused by it, I guess. What about your parents? They, I, w- I wanted to be a comedian since I was like two. <laughs> and so they were always just like, I mean, that, but that's like the benefit of growing up like Jewish on Long Island. It's like 
that's a feasible option for Jews. Right. They're like, oh yeah. Like, like we, the cat skills I, are like, close I, by, like everyone knows Jackie Mason or yeah. something. <laughs> like, yeah. oh. And like I'm I'm from like Andy Kaufman was literally from Great Neck and he went to like Temple Beth Bell in Great Neck. Wow. So it's like people knew that that was a job. Mm. I've always said you're like the Jackie Mason of our time. Like, does that <laughs> feel <laughs> resonant to you? Yeah, people are saying this. People are saying this. People have been saying that <laughs> a lot. They say they say you shake. You shake before surgery, and you're, you're the Jackie Mason <laughs> of our time. Um, uh, wait. What, so what? What sounds more fun to you, Sarah? Taking another call, or you can listen to some secrets. We got some hot secrets that like, people have left on our voicemail, and then we can make fun of them I, or I see that face relate she, to them. I do kind of want to hear a secret. All right, let's play some secrets. Laura, cue up a hot seek. It better be like life ruining. It's listen, <laughs> I don't want to overstate. Sometimes they're really juicy and sometimes well, we'll see. Let's find out. What do we got, Laura? Make them good. Hi Moshe. Hi Natasha. Um, my secret is from today. Um, so I get weekly massages by a male masseuse. And um, today he was working on my neck and mm. he put his hands around my neck in a way that felt like I was being choked. <laughs> and I know it was unintentional on his part, but um, it really, 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 really turned me on. Ooh. And I've never known that about myself. <laughs> so, yeah, it was an eye-opening massage and... Now I, I know a little bit more about myself. Oh, that's interesting. Maybe she wants to fuck him, though. Or maybe, she, I mean, but clearly the choke thing. I mean, Sarah, what do you think here? I'm like, I thought this was going to go crazy at the end. I did I think. I thought you were going to be like, I had a crazy fucking happy ending and I busted and it was fucking crazy as shit. <laughs> I did. I read an article about a woman, a journalist, a woman seeking a male massage therapist that would like actually all through New York looking for someone that would um, offer her a happy ending. And she was like, it was like she was seeking this like a uh, Holy grail talisman, like through whisper networks of like trying to find the one sex worker uh, man in New York city that would let her bust. And uh, she was unsuccessful. You would think that would be so easy. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, you know who would do it for you, honestly, if you're really interested Donna from Canarsie. <laughs> Come on, let me be your asshole. <laughs> okay, let's hear another one. Hi, Natasha and Moshe. My secret is I have a specific vibrator just to scratch my ears with. I have a rose that I vibrate with, but I have a specific vibrator that, because when you scratch your ears, like I just put it on my ear, it like scratches my throat. And it's like an orgasm in my brain. And I hide this one in a completely different spot because I'm honestly more ashamed of doing that than actually masturbating. That's my secret. Love you guys. Go see an ENT. <laughs> <laughs> that is extremely weird. Wait till she gets her ears fucking sucked by my guy. Oh, she should so see your guy. She would. This would be like the combination of your life and both secrets, right? It's like, I, it, she. That is crazy. You know, we found out on this podcast that there's a lot of people who have a connection between their poking their belly button and becoming sexually oh. aroused. Do you know about this? 
my vagina hurts when I poke the inside of my belly button, actually. So there must be some genital... Maybe they're connected. They must be somehow like, you know, something like that. There must be some some channel, some pipeline, the umbilical genital pipeline. This is kind of beautiful what we're learning. <laughs> that is really interesting to use a vibrator. So she wasn't really itching her ears. She was like masturbating with her ear. <laughs> That's cr- right. I mean, that's what she was saying. She was. It was causing shame. And she said it's like a v- orgasm in my brain. Right. Which is. She must have like an ear clit or something. Oh, that is a, that's a thing, <laughs> right? That must be. That's a medical. An ear clit. That's that would be kind of fun. That would be kind of fun. It's like your uh, like your meatballs. She, she's got like a little. She's got yeah. like a little dancing. Uh, all right, another one. Let's hear one more. Yeah, let's do one more. Hey, Natasha and Moshe, I have a secret. Um, I am a new mom. I just had twins, two twin beautiful girls um, about three months ago. And my secret is that I literally cannot tell them apart. They are identical and I'm just kind of keep calling them. I don't, I can't keep them apart. I don't know which is which. So, um, I don't know. I think as they get older and I start to notice differences, I'm just going to assign one of them a name. But right now I'm just calling both of them each other's names and I, I can't tell a difference. So that's my secret. That's really interesting. <laughs> wow. This woman should get a tattoo of one of them just to make sure this that doesn't should happen. tattoo the babies tattoo the, the babies <laughs> yeah i'm saying tattoo the babies well for sure i will say with twins the ones that i've known who are identical they um i think they have an amazing bond but they pay for it with like this like extreme frustration when they're someone confuses them for the other person mm, mm-hmm. so i think it's like this really hard like being a twin it's like such a double-edged sword in that sense can i be vulnerable with you guys Sure, honey. Absolutely, 100%. I've never been able to tell a single twin apart in my life. <laughs> I like, I have, like, I don't know if it's bigotry or face blind. I just, I cannot do it. I'm incapable of doing it. And I live in panic of seeing twins together and saying the wrong name because I know that I will 100% of the time. And not to take this a step further, but sometimes that psychedelic that panic can be enhanced by the psychedelic experience of looking at twins like really looking at them you know what i'm saying when you're like you're really looking at two twins and it becomes like kind of tripped out <laughs> i've never done this like, deep <laughs> gazing you're talking about wait how have you been in this situation to really deeply stare at twins well when you're like looking at them and you get you're like okay you guys are like you're you guys are free yeah can i take it a step further I'm going to take it a step further. I think I think twins should be eliminated from the human uh, biome. Is that is that taking it too far? Except for all the comedians. All the comedian twin pairs, they can totally stay because they're my peer and it's like comedy above all else, you know? But then after that, all the other twins and the caller, her twins can live, but other twins, I think they should be removed. Well, when we took our daughter to New York, she's five and she saw some like, some shop had like a two-headed skeleton out there. And so she's like, keeps referencing it and wants oh to God. know about people with two heads. And why doesn't she know anyone who has no, two heads? And 
She wants to see pictures online of all the people with two heads. No, sir. It's so it's so hard because I was trying to have a like um, different bodies kind of conversation with her, and I was like, well. You know, those are those are people who have who are con- they're called conjoined twins, and it's a you know it's it's a thing that it's very rare, but it sometimes happens, and it can be really hard for those people. And she, I swear to God, she goes, but not always, right? I go, what do you mean? She goes, on Halloween, it must be good on Halloween, <laughs> and I'm like, no, no, or I don't know, maybe, but no. <laughs> and I and I. I've seen a very famous pair of conjoined twins at a restaurant and it was like really basically it was like basically seeing the biggest celebrity known to man. Did you talk to them? No, but I was ogling and not in a way that was othering them in a way that I was like, oh, I just saw the president of the United States. Right, 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 right. Chicago. Yeah, I'm sure that if you're a famous conjoined twin that you'd be excited to have somebody come up and ask you for a selfie i guess i would assume if you're famous if you're in the public eye in that way i feel like you guys know the ones i'm talking about they're like the they're like they're like the superstars is it blonde women because it most of them are from like the the 1800s because when we were googling it for our child it was all like you know from like 200 300 years ago but then there's one blonde set yeah or, I, I know who you're talking about yeah yes from the 90s maybe so they must be like 50 or 60 they look fucking good i don't <laughs> know what age i saw but i saw they're looking right okay yeah i i i um there was an article in the news recently about- sorry were they both eating you know and that was when i was like i was like i can't be Daring. I should be right. respect. I should respectfully look away. I mean, this is why I would like to wear sunglasses indoors sometimes, so you can stare at whoever you want. Yeah, that's kind of fun. Um, I, I, this is a very similar story, but I was once at a, a CVS on Hollywood Boulevard at like three o'clock in the morning, and I walked in and I walked by a woman wearing like huge uh, mirror limo tint sunglasses, and it caused me to look back at her because of the sunglasses and then i realized it was mariah carey <laughs> oh it was like right when i moved to la and i was like i couldn't and i go the sunglasses are making me recognize you not the other way around that doesn't sound like my mariah <laughs> well that's why this is a really beautiful time to be a celebrity that doesn't want to be recognized because of the kn95 mask now with a sunglass kn95 mask combo you're pretty good to go in any situation. That's true. This is going to sound like the biggest brag of a generation, but I was on a flight, not to brag, wearing blue tinted, like, maybe rest Johnny Depp sunglasses. You know the ones he oh, wears? He's also dead? <laughs> yeah, he is dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's maybe rest. It's like every every single man you mentioned in the entertainment industry is like, RFP, RFP. <laughs> you know the one I'm talking about, like the blue one? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I was wearing those. I had my hood on and I was wearing, I was wearing a crazy outfit, but it was very like hood on, glasses on, like in the morning, whatever hat. And the flight attendant was like, are you a celebrity? And I took my glasses off and I was like, no. And then she like, she saw my face once I took my glasses off and like, she was like, oh yeah, no. (laughs) 
like I, I said it kind of sheepishly, like, no, but I'm on TV sometimes. I would and love she it. Was like, oh, yeah, no, no, no. I would love for you to become so famous, Sarah, that you desire to not be recognized, but you're not willing to let go of your, your kind of like signature wild look. So I love the idea of you in like a mask running through the airport, but still wearing like like Harlequin pants and like triple dyed hair. I also love the idea of a celebrity whispering or a a, a flight attendant whispering, are you a celebrity? That is good. (laughs) I was like, she must have done it like millions of times. Like it was like a flight from New York to fucking wherever the fuck. But why do you say that? She just said, yeah, no, no, honey. (laughs) Like, yeah, no, totally. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. I was telling a story today that I was at Comic-Con once and I saw this like, like, you know, the people that come with your headshot sometimes like comedy festivals. So I saw one of those guys. I'd seen him at a festival before and he's like, Moshe, what's up? And we talked for a while and then he walked away and I kind of was like feeling like, you know, good that I've been recognized. And I heard him and his other like paparazzi friends say the, the other friend goes, who was that? And the guy goes, oh, that's Moshe Kasher. He's a nobody, but he's cool. No! <laughs> it, was, it was the most brutal uh, condemnation uh, from a paparazzi possible. Um, so we have 10 minutes. Moshe, do you oh, think we should take... Let's do the last call. Can we do one more call? Do we have you, Sarah? Yeah. Let's do another call. Also, they're both oh, yeah, from no, Wisconsin. Really <laughs> wait, aren't you... Wait, Sarah, aren't you busy, though? Don't you have to, like... Isn't there, like, a brutal schedule? Oh, We're on strike, I Natasha. Forgot. Natasha's Sorry. a hardcore scab. She's been working the whole time. <laughs> okay, we are now about to call... I'm excited about this address. Cassidy in rural Wisconsin. So we had the big oh. city. We had the big city. Oh, I'll, you don't know our podcast, do you? Are you a regular listener? You must not be. We only take calls from Wisconsin, just so you know. <laughs> So all over Wisconsin, but th- this is good because my ticket sales in Wisconsin are looking bad. Well, we're gonna get two more. We got two more. Oh, actually, one more because she already had tickets. All right, here comes Cassidy in rural Wisconsin. Uh oh, there he goes. He, she, I don't know. I would say Cassidy? it's a, it's a female name. Motion is it? It's also a no. Doctor. It can be either. A man named Cassidy. Yeah. You're thinking like Butch Cassidy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I guess I am. Because Butch, you know, Butch is like men are like Butch, you know, always 100% of the time men are Butch, you know. You guys are right. Hi, Cassidy. Hi. How it's it Nata- going? It's Natasha Moshe and our friend Sarah Sherman. Hi. Hi. How's it going in rural Wisconsin? Oh, you know, it's it's what it is. Are you jumping in lakes and stuff? Yeah, jumping in lakes. I have cheese curds in my fridge. No, well, no. Stuff. I mean, I feel like the lake is a more respectful question than the cheese question. I, I meant it. Like it's I, summertime. I, I appreciated it. It was, you know, it made it sound majestic. Yeah, it sounds beautiful. And and I also feel in the Midwest, you really do appreciate summer because the rest of the year it pretty much blows the weather. Mm, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, even though this summer it sucks because the air quality has been abysmal but in rural wisconsin yeah honey if you don't even have wildfires oh cry me a cheese river i'm over here in california (laughs) dealing with redwood smoke my whole childhood i guess yeah you're right you're right no 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 there is no comparison of misery we're all miserable in different ways um how can we help um okay so i have been talking to this guy for a few weeks Um, we've only gone on two dates, so it's like very early days, like nothing serious yet. Um, but we've been talking a lot. We get along really well. Like I haven't 
met someone in a while, like whose personality is so compatible with mine, like very funny, great. Um, and the conversation about kids came up um, and I'm 29. I know I'm still young, but I definitely want to have children um, and would like to have kids like in the next few years or at least start trying. Um, and I asked him if he wanted to have kids and he said that he wasn't sure yet. Um, and I kind of like probed a little bit like, oh, like, why, why aren't you sure? And he said that he wasn't sure if he would be a good dad. And he also wasn't sure if he was ready for something that permanent at this point in his life. Um, and he's 31. And I'm just wondering if that's something that should be a red flag or if I am overthinking it because like we're not even like dating dating like we only just met a few weeks ago um but I'm also you, you like, brought looking. up the baby thing you you brought up the baby thing yeah but it, it had come up before like it wasn't like an out of nowhere question like I had mentioned like I live in a small town in Wisconsin because I want to be close to my family and raise my kids here um and he lives in Chicago like a couple hours away um and I got out of a serious relationship like six months ago with a guy who I hadn't asked this question with. And then six months later, I found out that he didn't want kids. And then I just kind of was like, mm, maybe, maybe I can change your mind. And then spent a year trying to change his mind and surprise that didn't work. So I'm just wondering, like, is this something to like, either like push with him and be like, hey, like, I really only want to be dating someone, even if it's casually, like who wants kids? Or do I just like wait it out because he hasn't, you know, maybe had as much relationship experience as me and just kind of give him the benefit of the doubt and give it time and see what happens. But also I only have so much time that I'm willing to give. So I'm just wondering like how much to read into it or how serious to take it, I guess. I mean, what I would do is I would just keep dating him and start dating other people. Yeah. And just like, you know, he's kind of telling you, and I think the age thing is kind of just an excuse. He's just like, whoa, 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 you know? And so I think you just have to like, and if it's too painful to be around him, then maybe you need to break up with him and just fully date other people. Did did he explain why he didn't think he would be a good dad? That's the part where I'm kind of like, that's not a red flag, but it's not, uh, yeah. it's, it's, it's a pink flag for sure. There's he's some- just saying that as an excuse, I think. Well, who, well what's up? Did you ask? I did. Yeah, well, like, I, oh, sorry. You can go. No, I was going to say maybe he, he didn't finish the sentence. Like, oh, I wouldn't be a good dad because I'm like a violent criminal. Like, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have these fantasies about sort of like murdering my own children and stuff like yeah, that. Like yeah. that's to me, that's in the red flag territory, kind of, if yeah. he says something like that. Yeah, that would have been an important follow up question that I didn't think to ask in the moment. Um, but he... Uh, I think he might have some like insecurity a little bit like he's spoken about like struggling with mental health stuff in the past like depression so part of me wonders if like maybe he's just a little insecure and he's like not used to thinking of himself as someone that valuable like he seems like a really sensitive person so he might just take it really seriously um but I mostly responded being like oh like I think you're super cool like I'm sure you'd be a great dad and he was like oh thanks like I appreciate that and he is mm. an uncle like he has a brother who's pretty close to his age who has two like baby girls so he is like a very hands-on uncle um not too hands-on like, his, 
What? Not too hands-on. Not too hands-on. Not murder yeah. pedophile hands-on. Well, that's <laughs> great. That's really positive. Yeah, but he has, like, you know, his baby niece as, like, his lock screen on his phone. Like, very cute stuff. So he really likes kids. But, um, yeah. That I, is yeah, so funny that. that he... I have never met a guy who has his niece on his lock phone, and then he's yeah. also saying he doesn't think he's <laughs> <laughs> dead. I know. Well, and that's the thing. It's like, okay... I don't like, know I about this. Yeah, but um, yeah. Well, how so often do you know. even see him? How often do you see him? He, you live two I, hours away. I know. Okay, I only met him like three, four weeks ago. We were set up on a blind date. Oh my god, by this my is co-worker. like too. Okay, you just need to like keep. He's like trying to tell you who he is, and like I think yeah. that you just need to keep dating other people, but keep it open and flowing with him because you really like him. Sir, what do you think? You got any any gut feelings on this one? I think you can make men do whatever you want. <laughs> Hell yeah, girl. <laughs> but I wait, mean, that's kind so like, of my thought too, a little bit. But that's why I'm dating Sarah, in Chicago. Yeah, if you just go like basically like this and like use like mo- like like woman warlock like mind control, like you could just like make him have a kid. Like I just yeah. But wait, Sarah, <laughs> Sarah Cassidy, there's such a uh, there's such a huge flaw in what you guys are saying which is even if it's true that you could make a man do what you want and have the kid with you then you might have a kid with someone that should never have been a father like yeah but didn't you, you just say that he would be a good dad from all of yeah, those things so that would be not. so bad if i didn't i don't have any feelings about him uh, being a good or bad father just because he likes his niece hey but, woman right, warlock right. it why not i'm just saying all magic um, has consequences as I learned by playing the Harry Potter game JK Rowling may she rest in peace uh, all <laughs> magic uh, co- comes at a cost and 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 so you warlock and then all of a sudden you've got this uh, this spellbound man who's like locked in so but mm-hmm. I think the bigger the bigger point here though is uh, you've only met the guy once I've uh, we went on two dates and the second date was like a two-day long date I get what you're saying though you're like don't you don't want to en- open your heart up for someone you know you're that there's no future with. Yeah, well, oh. and then kind of a follow-up question. Like, if I am dating other people, like, I don't really want to date around casually. Like, I'm kind of over that. Like, I am looking for someone who's willing to be serious and open to, like, having kids. So how do I, like, ha- have that conversation or ask that question without seeming like a crazy Hello. person? I have something to say. Okay, here's the thing. <laughs> you can't. Because I'm thinking about what Sarah's saying. You can't just play, like you can't just put it out there. I mean, I know she's half kidding too, but like the woman mm-hmm. magic is also actions that are like, you know, don't ever bring it up again. Ignore, like pretend like you're always busy. Always Wait, have. This other- is your advice: <laughs> is to never bring it up again and pretend you're busy. Well, I'm just saying. Part of like for me, if I think of like what woman warlock magic is, it would be to like kind Duplicitousness of duplicitousness and sort of dishonesty, <laughs> kind <Yeah>. of. <laughs> and and to yeah. like and to like make him think you're like like someone else for a while, and like mm, don't bring yeah. up that you want to have him. Like I'm just saying, if you're gonna go for the warlock magic, that's what Wait, it is. Sarah, you're, that's a yes? <laughs> I just feel like you guys are going to go on a camping trip. Sorry, I'm, I'm like typecasting you because you live in rural Wisconsin. I just yeah. feel like... You you're going to take your cheese trip. car. You're going to take your your Swiss cheese car to to Fondue Mountain. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what the fuck you guys do out there. Like, camping is a great I think you guys are going to go on a camping trip. He's going to see you like chopping wood and like mm. carrying buckets of water. Mm. And he's just going to have this vision of like, 
oh my god, that's the mother of my children, or something no, I just, like that. I just need to like do mother mother things, like just Ooh, like strong I like woman. that mm-hmm. strong woman showing my maternalness and strength. Yeah, but like that's strong because than manipulating. You, you said he's like weak. You know, he's like kind of like like a uh, sensitive. That I I read male sensitivity as weakness, and <laughs> so and he so, did and also so, tear his ACL last week. So he's. Are you sure you want this so guy raising it? <laughs> it was in a basketball game. That is how he. Okay, <laughs> okay, this is good, Sarah. That was good. That was some woman warlock shit right there by knowing yeah. what he did. Yeah, she I gets say me. I'm not worried about this. I think you guys are gonna hang out. 12 more times of it. This is actually Jewish word lock stuff. I'm actually like, I can see the future. You guys are going to go out 12 times in the next two years and he will fall madly in love with you and he will develop the desire for a family. Yeah. Oh, I like that. And keep that in your head, right? Yeah. Like, but Sarah, would you deny that she shouldn't like pressure him further about family and kids? Yes. But 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 do chop wood and bring and bring water. Yeah. And, and I want to honestly, I want to acknowledge you, Sarah, for doing Jewish warlock magic, because the pe- I just you must have known that the people of rural Wisconsin, there's that is there is no bigger terror for them than Jewish warlock magic. And for you really? to have done that and manifested it and also Cassidy, for you to have accepted it without fear and with openness in your heart. I, there was a lot of beautiful breakthroughs that just happened. I can just tell the vibe. Can yeah. you just like, kind of tell the vibe that it's all good? Yeah, yeah. she loves yeah. him. He likes her. He's like all men, not ready to commit fully. And mm-hmm. I think that also just really keeping this positive sight in your head, you know, and just try to not ruminate because there's a lot of, especially right. in a long distance relationship, it's so easy to just go into like, he didn't text me back. What could be happening? Yeah, on his yeah. Instagram getting like, yeah. And what you're doing right Jealous. now, Cassidy, with the light. I would recommend yeah, like that, that? Yeah. during the camping, like, during the camping. Mm-hmm. I see it, Sarah. I see it now. Yeah. It's like the light shimmering in such a way off of the face of a lake. And then you're like lifting like clean yeah. buckets. I, I, I see it, Sarah. Sarah's right. Listen to Sarah. Listen okay. to the Jewish word. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I am not you though, so that makes it really hard. Like I can really rip try it out. rip it out. Yeah. <laughs> rip it out. Wait. Wait, wait, so your yeah. advice in the end, Sarah, your advice is rip out her IUD but and but then start using condoms and poke a hole in that. Yeah, yeah. So okay. she so he doesn't Just get mad. I get it. That makes sense. So okay, okay. Go to go to Diane in Canarsie. Is that her name? <laughs> Deborah Donna. Donna. Go to Deborah and Canarsie. Have her remove your IUD, <laughs> buy condoms, poke holes in all of them, and bring them back to rural Wisconsin. Lift up a bucket of water using one of the condoms <laughs> so that it but but not the one that you poked a hole in so he can't see yeah. the water dripping, and then use yeah. the ones that are poked, but do the water thing to prove that you haven't poked a hole in it and but then actually have poked a hole yeah. in the other ones and yeah. that and your family will be complete. All right, let's give motion applause break. And (laughs) thank you so much. I hope we helped. Just try to keep that vision in your mind. I love it. I will. Thank you guys so much. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Before you go, we have a date suggestion for you. Oh, great. Uh, When are you in Madison? (laughs) Madison? Oh, I... No, not you, not you. Sarah. Oh. What are your dates in Madison? Oh, you in Madison? Did you... Could you maybe go to, I don't know, just thinking like maybe tell this guy, want to get me pregnant at the comedy club, comedy on state uh, anytime between August 3rd and 5th. Mm-hmm. There's six shows. There are tickets available. <laughs> <laughs> okay, perfect. I'll just roll him in his wheelchair, you know, with his ACL injury. Oh, ACL. I'm it's fine just got... being on top, so it's fine. I can That felt it. like a gigantic <laughs> narrative <laughs> shift. Okay, we'll see, she'll see you in Madison and um, we'll see you um, in, in the woods with 
with your your brood of children. Good luck. Okay, great. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. Well, I wish my goal was to just live in rural Wisconsin with some kids. Honestly, that li- that light was making me want to move there a little bit. <laughs> she's like so cute and gorgeous. And she's like, I don't know. Like I live in rural Wisconsin. I'm like, I moved to LA to become a supermodel. <laughs> <laughs> that might be a good idea. Um, <laughs> Sarah, any other dates you want to, you want to plug? Yeah, every single day on my summer tour. Would it kill someone to buy a ticket? You know when you get the <laughs> spiel from your agent? It's like, oh, it's so hard to sell tickets in the summer. I'm uh, like, and the winter and the fall. <laughs> but spring, spring, my girl. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, tell us where you're going to be. Yeah, tell us about the tour. Uh, everywhere. I'm looking at it right now, just like fucking spiraling. What, what? Atlanta, buy tickets. Okay, <laughs> Tulsa, buy tickets. Houston, buy tickets. Madison, buy tickets. Burlington, Vermont, New York. But I mean, it's like the list goes on. All right. Well, where can they find you? Oh, there we go. Live in the flesh yeah. tour, twenty twenty three. Your poster looks like the girl's face who called in. That's why I'm not worried about her. Oh yeah. my it's god! All good. Can I say? It's all fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> She's gonna be fine. <laughs> she, she too could be a featured player on Saturday Night Live. Well, let me say, <laughs> let me say, uh, in sincerity, uh, go to the what was it called? Oh, Live in the Flesh. Well, they guess what? They can't go to my website because I tried making my own website, and guess what? <laughs> that didn't work out. So well, how find about her on in- Instagram. Instagram, Sarah, you are yeah. so funny. I want to, I want to come see you, Sarah Squirm on Instagram. Go see the the tour uh, all through the summer. But what I was going to say in sincerity is, I was like, uh, just like knew you from like the comedy scene here, not as well as I would have liked. I felt like we met over a vegan bagel, but I was like, she seems really cool. Yes. And then when I saw you, I've watched what you've done on the show, and I was just like, I. I, I don't know you well enough to be like I was proud but I was just like you're ripping so hard you're so fucking funny on the show and I was just like I'm, I was just very glad that you were nailing it so hard because you're such well, a because it could have been bad and we all agreed <laughs> no, we I all didn't. were like when I got the job all my friends were like I don't know man and I was like I know <laughs> <They're> no- <laughs> people were worried well you're nailing it you're so good on it and fucking you're great on stage too so go see her this summer please for the love of god when does this come out uh two weeks whenever you want yeah right <gasps> in two weeks well guess what there will be a new date added to the tour at the hollywood forever <laughs> cemetery don't make me beg the Wait, best place you're you're gonna be at the hollywood forever cemetery that is one of my favorite places it's to a great great venue I if you're in the la love. area and hopefully we'll see you when you're in la actually what what's the date of that couldn't tell you if you paid me 20 million dollars <laughs> the last well let's go last time we were there was actually for the endless honeymoon podcast i uh, want to go see so fun. sarah Moshe's let's go. gonna take me okay well now we've got a date too this is so exciting oh. Wait, you guys did this show there? That's, okay, great. Yeah. I'm so excited. Yeah, it's an awesome. Have you not been? It's the best. No. Oh, it's the I best. I just literally pictured that I was going to be performing like amongst, amongst the gravestones. Like, I no, literally I was like, okay. It's awesome. Right. And There's the, a Masonic Lodge. Probably that's where you're performing. The grave of one of yes. the Ramones is just a stone's throw away. And as we found out on the Endless Honeymoon podcast, Fred Armisen's uh, plot to be is also <laughs> there. He's He's already paid for it and he's ready to be buried. Oh, well, let, 
let's get them in there early. It, <laughs> it was a birthday present, I think. Yeah, yeah it was friends. a birthday <laughs> present. <laughs> but if you, you know, if you sell out, there's a, the, the bonus is that you get one fourth of a plot there. <laughs> That's the back end. Um, um, oh, Sarah, you're a delight. We're so happy for you. And thank you for being so funny. Yeah, you were awesome. Giving oh great advice. Thanks for having me, you guys. Okay, cool. See us very soon. And hopefully we'll come see you in the Hollywood Forever Cemetery. Hell That'd be yeah. fun. All right, yeah. cool. I'll meet you guys on Fred's plot. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye, Sarah. Well, Natasha. Yes, Moshe. That was a delightful episode of the Endless Honeymoon Podcast. We did a lot of our typical things, which is giving great advice, making fun jokes. And I don't think that the shorts threw anything off at all. I think probably at this point, people are used to it. If you're still She watching. spoke your language. She was ready to get into it. Well, she's on some Jew shit. And that I love about her. And I love that about you because you converted. I converted. Mm-hmm. And you got hairier when you did. Actually, you were Italian. You already had the hair. Uh, Natasha, I love your hair. And I love you. I love your hair and I love you too. 